You're listening to the Couples Guide Podcast. I'm Ryan. And I'm Talia. We're both licensed marriage and family therapists. And today, like every day, <laughs> we're debunking myths and delivering truth about dating, relationships, and everything in between. Trust us. It's awesome. Episode 65. Uh, Talia, it's time for our holiday 2021 survival guide. So wild. I can't believe that. It's time flies when you're being a therapist during a national and global crisis. <laughs> yeah, it does feel like we just did the yeah. holiday survival guide from yeah. 2020. And uh, we realized it's that time of year again. And there's still holiday so many, season. Yeah. And so many things have been happening in our worlds that it's worth revisiting that things are different than last year of course last year was so unique but this was also really different there's a lot of changes there's a lot of updates that I think people were talking about last year as not fantasy like they would never come true but there weren't a reality yet Mm -hmm. and I think this year they are and we'll definitely get into it you know Mm -hmm. like traveling is allowed now more than it was vaccines are a real thing not just a conversation and I know (laughs) that the world in terms of like people's inner world and the world itself has become either way more divided because of those and some other factors or people have become way more aligned. Mm -hmm. So I think those certain topics either bring people closer together or it further creates two out groups from a main in group. So I think it's all worth talking about today. And then we also have some listener um, questions Mm -hmm. and comments I think from my Instagram that I posted so we can dive into those at the end and um, if you have more after that then you're free to reach out and email us and we can maybe do a part two around Christmas or the other winter holidays like Hanukkah and Kwanzaa. Oh yeah I'd be kind of curious about that if people Mm -hmm. after this episode and as the holidays get going can follow up with any questions or just observations. Yes. Um, be happy to comment and share a little bit about that on a future episode. Yes. For right now, one of the big things that I've been thinking about getting ready for the holiday season, and look, in fact, we've already passed the first of a few holidays. Um, mm-hmm. We're doing this a week after Halloween um, here in Southern California. Dia de los Muertos is a big thing. So there's just been, you know, already a start of the holiday season for us in SoCal. Yes. And the big thing that I've been focusing on in my personal life, as well as talking about in my office with my clients is expectations of holidays because everyone is in a different place. And I want to say that's okay. That's okay that we're in different places. But according to some family, it is not. Well, Uh, that's the hard part. Over the year. Um, because I work, you and I, obviously, that's why I do the show, work with a lot of couples. There has been like threaten of revocation of funding for weddings over the differences. There's been, I'm not going. There's been, if you're not here for the holidays, I'm not like, there's been a lot of puppeteering, I would call it, and um, manipulation uh, based on differences of beliefs, I think, to just put it generally within Mm -hmm. families. And I think within generations and within certain cultures, do you, where do you live in the world, right? Is my family from back East and I live here? Are we from the South? And, you know, I think geographic location has a part in it. I think internal family culture, right? What are the generations? Where do you come from? 
and the the two hot button issues that you're never supposed to talk about at the holidays <laughs> or any first date are the primary ones, which are religion and politics and and now vaccination status. So yeah, I think I've seen a huge shift from last year where it was totally understandable and everyone was mourning actual loss or perceived not meaning it wasn't real, but like that feeling of loss that this is the first season I'm not going to be able to see my family for something that's so out of my control. I think last year I noticed there was a bit more sense of community in that loss and that grieving. And now this year it's, it's kind of like a bloodbath. It's like, well, if you're not here and how could you, and you're not vaccinated, what are you doing? And you are vaccinated. What are you, it's a, it's a lot different this year. Like we yeah. talked about at the beginning of the episode, things that were just not a reality last year have now come true mm-hmm. and not everybody is choosing to adhere to that and not everybody wants to talk about it and some people I don't know if you've had this some of my clients were super excited that they didn't have to be around their family and they're like fuck yeah this is the best thing in the world I didn't have to see that one family member who always makes me feel terrible about myself I'm never doing that again like it gave them permission they otherwise didn't have to be like I broke a tradition that I never liked in the first place well and that brings me or that that's why I want to talk about change Mm -hmm. is the change has is so dynamic yes but everyone like all the time we want to attune to that and see how it's making us behave in relationships and change is very stressful for a lot of people including myself change sucks sometimes and one of the hardest things of all the crises we've been going through this last year and a half most notably covid is that the changes have been difficult changes and therefore we're, we're change fatigued as a, as a society, we are so over because it's been so hard every day, every week, there's had to be new adjustments and that makes it really hard on the flip side with change. If we open up to, Hey, maybe some of these changes were useful. Mm-hmm. Maybe like you're saying, Oh, great. I don't have to see this relative anymore. Well, maybe take a moment and as a couple, if we're talking about in the context of relationship, chat about well, what actually has worked better for us. Maybe our quality of holidays is better if we don't spend time with this relative. Or I'll share from my experience. I actually last Christmas, because of the pandemic, had the Christmas morning free for the first time in my adult life I can think of. And yeah. I actually loved that. I did yep, choose same. to go spend time together. I mean, we haven't talked about it on the podcast mm-hmm. even. I think we probably did about like, you know, holiday debrief, but I'll just remind listeners that I loved that and went, wow, I used to always book my entire holiday with a bunch of different things to do in humans, but having a nice, lazy Christmas morning was amazing for me. And that's something that I'm, I'm contemplating doing again, even though now this year with things being a bit more open, I'm a lot more connected. I'm not so isolated from my friends and family at this point that, uh, hey, I don't have to keep the morning free, but I liked it. Mm -hmm. So I think in change, acknowledging how stressful change is, is important, but Mm -hmm. also taking the time to slow down and have a genuine discussion with your partner about, well, maybe there's some changes that are for the better and we like this and being okay with it. Mm -hmm. That all, to the last point, just goes back to expectations of Holidays get emotional for a lot of people because expectations of tradition are there. And I think we want to be real cautious about expectations can be there for joy 
Mm -hmm. you can anticipate and have fun, but ask if your expectations are really serving you. True. Am I being, having expectations that then I feel let me down or cause me stress? Well, I don't know if those are really useful expectations. No, they're often used to keep the peace. And one of the listener questions or comments mm -hmm. was tips for being supportive by attending gatherings while also protecting my mental health. Um, mm. And then the other one that's similar is time and feeling pressured to have to entertain them, but also need boundaries from everyone. So small correction there. You're the one who has the boundaries. So yes. yeah, you need people to respect your boundaries. I yeah. think is how I'll you need to be clear that. with your boundaries, yeah. communicate them and you're responsible for maintaining your boundaries. Yeah. Yes, exactly. So I think to, to use what you just said as a jumping off, like to answer that and then use it as a jumping off point. If you don't like the tradition, you're only doing it to keep the peace of your family or to avoid a fight or mm -hmm. it's going to cause conflict or whatever, cause the freaking conflict. Like, mm -hmm. I'm not saying do it in a mean way or do it in an uh, abrasive way or like, finally, like 20 years of this tradition has come to an end. Like you can celebrate it internally, but you can utilize whatever you chose or not didn't choose to do last year as a conversation starter or really you're informing. If you have a question about if it's okay or not, and you're still in kind of the permission phase and the planning phase with whomever family member you're not wanting to see or, you know, orchestrating certain events, you can deliver it. What I teach my couples is like, you can deliver it as a conversation or you can mm -hmm. deliver it as a decision. Mm -hmm. So, hey, my partner and I are thinking, right? Mm -hmm. Or we're leaning towards blah, blah, blah. What are your thoughts on that? When you're still planning and deliberating versus yeah. we're not coming, we will plan things individually with you or we will see you at a determined time in the future. So you can either deliver it again, like we're deliberating on this. We want feedback. We haven't yet decided or no, this is what we're choosing. This is our boundary. And I would recommend for that broken record technique, which is just, I hear you. It is frustrating. It's a big tradition that's changed. And this is what we've chosen to do. I hear you, blah, 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 this, and this is what, don't back down from it. So that would be my first like recommendation for a couple. If we're looking at it from that lens around this tradition, if you don't quite know yet, have a discussion with some key points in mind before you do that, use that compromise bagel exercise. The two of you sit down together and write down what you are not willing to budge on or separately you write it down if you're fighting about it. What is your core needs? Where are you absolutely not willing to budge? And then where is your flex area, right? I have to have turkey on Thanksgiving. I don't care where I eat it. I'm, I want to travel for Christmas or Hanukkah or what have you, but I don't care where we go, right? Be flexible and have that decision arrived at with your partner, ideally almost required first, and then start having either the discussion avenue with family or friends or, hey, we sat down and decided, and this is our new tradition. Yeah. Basically you have to accept it, but you yeah. don't say that part. You just deliver that part in your tone. Yeah. I'm noticing as you share this and how I, I'm like nodding along and loving yeah. everything about this. And I'm noticing that you and I are both talking about the importance of planning mm -hmm. ahead of time. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. you and I are very good at that. So personally we're into right. that. <laughs> yeah. But I want to acknowledge that for other people, planning doesn't come as naturally. True. And I'm still recommending, and I think what I'm hearing from you is you're recommending this too, is still planning. But that's part of the, an, an example of change that might be difficult for some people out there where this might be a different skill than you're used to, or it might be something your family hasn't traditionally done 
well, or it doesn't have to be well, but just hasn't been their style. Correct. So this, that, I just want to acknowledge that this can have a little bit of challenge and difficulty and stress right. if, if someone's not, if a couple isn't used to this kind of planning, but I think that it's going to actually net give you less stress. If you take the time now, think ahead of time, do like you're saying, talk about it ahead of time. Here's what you really need. Here's what doesn't matter. Here's what you can be flexible on and just being clear about it. That mm-hmm. type of forethinking ahead and clarifying and communicating will actually lead to a much more fulfilling holiday season for yourself, in your relationship, and with um, each partner's families. Mm-hmm. Oh, November 1st hit and I started asking every client, how are you feeling about the holidays? Mm-hmm. They're all like, oh shit, that's right, it's coming up. So me yeah. being the planner, right. I don't got, if they don't wanna talk about it, we don't, but I do mention that in session to them, especially the right. couples, I'm like, so what's going on with the, the old winter season here? What about the in-laws? And I'll like, I'll kind of kind of plant that seed for them. And then as we talk about it, like, oh yeah, we should plan. Oh, I didn't even think, oh, I haven't called so-and-so. Yeah. If you have a plan and you've set boundaries, so to answer these two people, right? The feeling pressure have to entertain them, but you need your boundaries respected as we filtered and then being supportive by attending, but also protecting your mental health. If you get clear with yourself early and often, and you start delivering this, right? Like an advent calendar, almost of boundaries. Mm-hmm. like, reminder, we're not coming to this. Reminder, we're not coming. You then on the event, if anybody guffaws or is like, I can't believe you didn't come. I understand you're shocked. And I did tell you for 30 days in a row before this event. So there's no need for shock, right? I have a lot of empathy. Sympathy is where my growth edge is, I guess, as an Enneagram mm-hmm. eight from what I've learned. <laughs> but if you set your boundaries early and often and you do it with love and care, You actually, whatever you end up showing up to, you're going to be more present because that's what you've allotted and decided, right? So to answer that person's mental health piece of it, you protect it by knowing what your limits are and you don't have to stay at anything you don't like. This is transcending into like radical acceptance as a skill with family and like a lot of individuation and autonomy. I think like years of it that I've had, you don't have to do that. Yes, you have to, in terms of keeping the peace, but like you won't die Mm -hmm. if you don't want to go to whatever event it might be right so it's like letting go of the guilt the shame any negative thoughts like tune in with your highest self and be like do I really want to go to this like for me it was Christmas mass I had to go every single year growing up forever and always and as I got older I didn't like it it's not Mm -hmm. that I don't appreciate religion or Christian or whatever it was but it was just like I I got over it I like, didn't like it. I get hungry at a different time. I turn into a hangry bitch. So then I'm accused of ruining Christmas Eve dinner, blah, blah, blah. I've, I've dealt with it before. And last year I was like, F it. I'm not going. Like, I will meet you for dinner. I had a lovely movie with my fireplace on. I had some snacks. And then when I got to my family's house, I had a glass of wine. Like, it was wonderful. And it was so enjoyable for me. And I also recognize it required some detachment from whatever my family's emotions were around it. But I transcended, again, it took a while, but I transcended above that. And it's like, that's not my responsibility. Like your disappointment in what I've shared with you that I was going to do for quite some time is yours to keep. And I'm not going to go in and rescue you from feeling that. And I honor, I would feel disappointed too if the shoe were on the other foot, but I, it's not. (laughs) And I don't want to go to that. So being able to protect your mental health also requires you knowing what your wants and needs are. And your partner, right? For couples, if you you have the same wants and needs, ideally same core values and everything else we've talked about in every other episode, 
this can be done early and often. So you're not setting the boundary in live time while you're at the event. You're like, crap, I forgot to tell them I really don't like this. And then you're like, hey, I want to leave. And they're like, no, stay. And you're like, I'm so overwhelmed with social anxiety. I have to go, right? But if you've told them, hey, I'm only going to be there for an hour, then you get to decide if you flex the boundary. You know what? I can stay for another 15 minutes versus I gave you, I'm going to go with an undetermined amount of time. You yourself are putting yourself in the position of feeling pressured to stay the whole time. Mm-hmm. And you have to have those boundaries. So then when the event comes, I did let you know, I can only stay for an hour. It's about eight o'clock. We're wrapping up. We're going to head home. It's a reminder. A boundary set far ahead of time that you enforce constantly becomes a reminder the night of not a fight. Yeah. And related to these boundaries of things where you're, we're, we're encouraging people to be very clear and communicative about also tune in to yourselves and your partner about what actually you do want, Mm -hmm. what would bring you joy ahead of time. So that it's not just, here's the things we don't want to do or where we have some strong cutoffs or things that aren't working. We want instead. Consider what you actually want that would be meaningful to you and your partner. And talk about those as well. Say, hey, this matters to me because that's a different style of boundary. Hey, this is important. I would actually maybe shift it from boundary language. This is my longing. This is my need. This is what I desire. And that's a really fun thing to talk about Mm -hmm. in a relationship. And also to communicate regular and often to anyone else in your family or friends that you're celebrating with. I really want to have cranberry sauce on yeah. turkey, yes. period. Yeah. I don't care what the style of it or where it comes from. I want it on there. Yeah. Honestly, that's not even true for me. <laughs> I, <hate cranberry laughs> I can live without it. Yeah. But whatever, just to go, that brings you joy. That's what speaks Thanksgiving to you. Mm-hmm. Then cool. Then communicate that. And you guess what? You get to do that and figure out how to make that, that well for you. Or I if it's like, is, yeah. Yeah. And I think you know, it's a good point to add that in, right? Uh-huh. Add the positive of, yeah. I don't want this. And I, we, you and I have talked about yeah. that. We add that on a lot. I think with family, sometimes it gets muddied, mm-hmm. especially extended family. If they're older and they don't know the therapized boundary, blah, blah, yeah. blah. It's very, it's easier to just be like, I'm not doing this, right? Yeah. To just like cut to the chase. They're like, okay, noted. Rather than like, in order for me to have a positive emotional experience, not experience mm-hmm. resentment, like, some family member, and I come from like, we talk directly for the most part when we actually talk. Um, it's like direct. It's like, I don't want this. I do want this. Stop doing that. Keep doing that. Like, it's very clear. and Every family is different. So I love that you bring that up to be clear about what is not going to happen and what you would like yes. to replace that behavior, right? I'm not going to go to mass on Christmas Eve. So I would like to go for a walk with my partner instead, right? Yeah. Or whatever it might be. I like that. And I want to bring it all full circle with all of these very clear action items we're suggesting, bring it back to change is hard and can be beneficial. The point yes. being is everyone has gone through so much change over the last two years. So this is for everyone to attune to themselves and the relationship of what their boundaries and longings are, but also be compassionate that other people in your life in the holiday seasons are going through just as much changes as well. And for them, it could be that they want the stability of past tradition and that's fine, but just yeah. know that change and difference is okay. My message about that is just compassion for yourself and your friends and family who might be at different places. We yeah. all have made different decisions based on say COVID about where we're at with our risk tolerance and what we believe is actually going on in the world and how we then react to what we believe is going on in the world. 
and that's okay. Yeah. It's about acknowledging change is happening, change is hard, and that every single one of us is doing our best to get through that. So that's kind of like my, my full circle message going back to mm-hmm. this idea. I think um, before more listener questions, the, a big thing I did want to talk about, I don't know for how long, but this is another year where grief is probably even more pronounced at large. Yes, True. every year some families are, are touched by the loss of loved ones. And that, but that now you hard. see them missing at the table if you're meeting in person. Yeah. But now, yeah, a few things. Maybe last year you didn't see those losses directly. Also, there's been even more loss of life since. I mean, la- this last holiday season was the start of a huge surge. So a lot right. of people, in fact, the, the friends I know who died actually died after the holidays in this time. So there, there's just more of that happening. And so I just want to attune to that for a second and say there's going to be some deep emotional grief happening in these time periods because the holidays bring all of that out. Also, with all the changes, you know, outside of just death grief, all the changes that have been happening for the stressors of life of what you've had to do with kids and school, your job, your lack of job, you're trying to get a job, you know, tons of stuff. There's been it's just grief, grief, grief. I can't talk with a client without thinking about oh my gosh the things that they have lost in this year so I just want to tune to that you know it's a bit of a downer but at the same time it's just a reality of holidays 2021 probably most likely multiple people in your holiday gathering are grieving something significant whether it's a specific loved one Mm -hmm. or a very important part of their lives that are gone so just something to to attune to it and again be compassionate about yeah my my morbid sense of humor and irony mm-hmm. is every holiday season, what the most dreaded questions, I think I saw it on Facebook a while ago, but it's like the uh-huh. pamphlet that the girl handed out of like frequently asked questions. No, I do not have a boyfriend. No, I am not in college. No, like yeah. she just handed it out to her yeah. family. The iron, the, and again, morbid, this is how I cope. It's, it is, it is to, to speak seriously for a moment. It is a lot of loss and you will probably see the missing people at the table or in mm-hmm. memoriam. If you are a religion of any kind and you have a form of prayer, it will likely come up. So to emotionally prepare yourself, give yourself some grace. It's okay to cry. It's like normalizing the feelings, right? So there's that piece of it to wrap what you said very nicely into a bow. The other piece that I like to include in the humor sense is I bet a lot of people would rather have those conversations or ironically, they will be avoided because so many people know that there's losses that we're not going to go into. Like, so do you have a boyfriend? How's your job? Because they don't yeah. want to rock the boat of like, yeah. everybody's like, the stuffing is amazing. Like you're not <laughs> hear more people talk about the quality of food than yeah, you were this yeah. year just to avoid uncomfortable conversation. Yeah. <laughs> that is funny. <laughs> and actually stuffing, I don't know why I didn't think of that before. Oh, my mouth's flying. That I do love. Yeah. But um. On that, it actually links to our big first topic of like change and boundaries and longings, because if there's so much grief that a lot of us are having, I'm not saying everyone's going to be in grief mode, just know that people deal with grief so differently and each day is different for each person. So that's just another good example where change is hard over these last, you know, since our last two holiday seasons. And so maybe one you know group of people really wants to just talk about this stuffing let's not talk about and that's how they deal with that yes but maybe someone i'm going to use me as an example this is a kind of like me when i'm grieving i like i cocoon i like to be alone like i like to do that 
um, in a healing way, not an isolating way, but still that might just be right for me where I'm like, you know what? I really do only have an hour of connection in me each holiday. Thus my boundary, which I communicated for a month. I'm going to show up for, you know, all that kind of stuff can all link together. I think it's just a nice thing to keep in mind when you're starting to make these plans or talk or see that we have these emotional stressors. Grief is a super big one in our community right now. And we all have different needs at different times for that. Thus, it's okay to be different. Yes. There you go. Yeah. All right. What about some uh, listener questions in our last couple of minutes? Yeah. What were the things that you wanted to, to bring up? Um, when you're checking in on people asking about this holiday season coming up and how to deal with, with This might have to be a whole other episode. I think we can cover this one more around the next one if we do another one. Okay. Like dealing with family dynamics when... I cannot wait until the buzzwords of toxic and gaslighting do not exist anymore. Holy fuck. Yeah. Um, when, yeah. I think more dealing more with like family dynamics around holidays, we can do in a different episode. Basically if my general response to just this before, I think a couple mm-hmm. more points we can make of like when they repeat gaslighting behavior, first of all, stop overusing that word. Like gaslighting. Person, yeah. Stop. Just cut it out. If the person is genuinely like, pathologically manipulative enough to do that that's different but if they're just being not direct they're not effective with their communication they're very self whatever it is yeah this, i'm gonna answer it like that do you accept fight it or accept how things are and let it go um if it's a one-time thing and you have to see them a few holidays ignore it mm-hmm. just ignore the behavior you don't like and don't engage with it and you can walk away like i'm a big yeah. fan of even if they're family that is one part of the dynamic mm-hmm. you do not have to put family above all else, if they're not healthy, right? If it truly is a toxic, like bad for your mental health situation, I would say create some distance. Uh And then the other, yeah, the other question is just like, how do you deal with it? If your family's just, they don't have good relationships, like the grandparents and parents or this or that, Uh enjoy your stuffing. Yeah. Literally just ignore it. Do not engage with it. That is not your bag to deal with. And I know it's easier said than done. And most, some people have more practice than others, but I really want to highlight a lot of you listening, a lot of people in the world are adhering to these beliefs or these stories or these traditional narratives that have been passed down for year to year, season to season, generation to generation that you're subscribing to without even verifying if they're accurate for you, mm-hmm. right? Oh, so, in, and as you get older, you start to understand those aunts and uncles who are like no longer part of the family because they probably saw the toxicity and got out verify what these beliefs are that your family holds and this toxic pattern and behavior and break yourself free from it. I think the biggest recommendation book-wise, I love bibliotherapy that I can give for people before the holiday seasons come is reading It Didn't Start With You by Mark Mm -hmm. Woolen, shameless plug, wonderful book. It really explains why you see a lot of the patterns that you do. So if you're noticing any manipulative behavior or any quote unquote, right, buzzword toxic behavior, disengage from it. Do not go in and be the rescuer. Do not allow somebody to paint you as the victim and do not villainize another, just completely disengage. Yes, they are family, but that is one way that you're connected to this person. If this person weren't your aunt and they were doing this, what would you do? Like, that's often what I tell my clients or tell couples, like you need to create the safe bubble around yourself. It doesn't mean bubble wrap yourself and never have your feelings hurt. 
but you need to create some distance between whatever your behavior, whatever behavior is not healthy for you to experience and yourself. So go sit at the kid's table. If you have one, go for a walk, go pop uh, your headphones in. The kid's yeah. table is the best table it after all. Table. And they likely will share with you if they haven't had <laughs> snot all over their food. So be mindful of that. <laughs> season. But yeah, remove yourself if you're seeing any sort of manipulative yeah. behavior and being gray rock, right? Being as interesting as a gray rock is an easy way to end a conversation and don't continue to engage if anybody tries to manipulate you into it. Yeah. That my family will, they'll not be manipulative, but they'll be like, well, what do you think? Or like therapist this. And I was like, "Mm -mm." I just don't even, I'm just like, nope, I'm just going to continue to eat. I'm not, I was like, I'm not getting involved. Yeah. What are they going to do? Continue to push. And if they do, my answer is the same. I already told you I'm not getting involved. Yes. I love that bubble idea because if you're noticing toxic or manipulative behavior, then yeah, the antidote is do not engage. Mm-hmm. One of the hallmarks of toxic and or manipulative behavior is that it draws people into engagement to perpetuate mm-hmm. whatever is negative about that interaction. Hell yeah. So you want to be able to go, oh, I don't agree with that. I'm not going to be a part of what's going on here, which is a challenge for some people. That's where the boundaries become strong. And I think it gets to a very important dynamic of being able to tolerate other people being upset because if you're choosing not to engage with that especially if this is the first time maybe this is a new idea for you and you're really for the first time this holiday season okay I'm really going to try this I really don't want to have this and by the way I applaud you if that is you and you're doing this new thing in your life this healthy distancing from toxic behavior there's going to be pushback because you are required for the you. system to continue. I always, yes. I always, this is the perfect yes. thing for this point you're, I think, about yeah. to make. Imagine you are, your family, whatever system you're in, work, life, friends, whatever. You're a grandfather clock. Think of how many cogs and wheels in this. Mm-hmm. And you just decided to pull yourself out of the system, yes. systemic grandfather clock. It's going to jam up. And they're going to yes. be like, um, where did quadrant B4 clog go like yeah. we need you back in here yeah. and it eventually will either somebody else will hire the repairman aka a therapist to come in and fix it <laughs> or it'll learn to jankily continue without you in the system like exactly it's not true that you need to engage in it you yeah. believe it's true if you delete that belief yeah. it stops being true yeah and and the my point is that that the clockwork when it gets jammed up is gonna feel uncomfortable for you Tolerate. And that's okay. Again, it's it tolerate other people being upset. Yeah. Now to be nuanced about it, there's a difference of upsetting someone by your actions being inappropriate or rude yes. versus upsetting someone because you've been compassionate and clear with your boundaries, accepting their differences, and then they're struggling with that. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. If we're looking at, and actually the examples you gave earlier, Talia, were really nice ways of walking someone through how to share their boundary compassionately and genuinely and accepting someone else being different. That's fine. My point is expect the upset, but also you be your best self. You don't have to be rude or negative to the person who's being toxic. That's actually a version of engagement that will perpetuate the toxicity. Mm-hmm. That will then allow the clock to keep working that's probably part of what has been the the masterworks of this grandfather clock yeah you stepping out and completely distancing saying i'm okay being not a part of this and that's okay for you and if you're upset that's your upset isn't going to rope me in either 
that's a really clear example of differentiation with boundaries, which is so mm -hmm. useful in toxic and manipulative dynamics. Mm -hmm. So just and, yeah. ready to tolerate being, you know, someone being upset and then you be, you know, comfortable and compassionate with their upset. Mm -hmm. That's half the battle, I think, mm -hmm. for a lot of my clients, both coaching and therapy. I think I see a distinct difference in how I show up. And so yeah. whatever type of listener you are that I'm about to describe, take, take from it what you will. Yeah. If you have a high intense emotional reaction and you can't even conceptualize, I don't have to feel this way, right? Like mm -hmm. I'm choosing to feel this way, mm -hmm. then you need to learn some distress tolerance skills to get through it because that's the only way out. And with my coaching clients, I push them a little more on, okay, and here this belief comes again, why, why is this back, right? Mm -hmm. You're choosing, and I tell them more than explore with them if it's coaching, like you're, you are choosing to feel this way. I'm not saying it's not real. And I'm not saying the feelings aren't real in your body. I'm not invalidating you by honoring. This is a choice that you are making likely because of family history, genetic, like I honor everything and you need to stop it. And I say it differently than that with some, I'll say it just like that. And then we'll laugh and they're like, you're right. Like it's the stop it thing again, because we get so caught up in, oh my God, this is so hard to tolerate. Oh my God, I set the boundary. Oh my God. And I just answered a few Q and A's this morning on it. Like, huh, huh, I feel so guilty. I feel this. And I'm like, sit with it for five minutes. Even if you end up still reaching out and doing whatever you need to learn to sit with what it feels like to be uncomfortable doing a new behavior that is indeed healthier by definition, than the previous behavior, right? You won't grow unless you can learn to tolerate discomfort. Yes. And so that's my biggest takeaway out of all of this is it's going to be different this time of year. A lot of different topics are going to be coming up for you. Are you going to travel or not? Are you vaccinated or not? Or is so-and-so coming or not? I want this person or not practice learning what you want first with your partner, especially, right? Do those compromise bagels. What am I not willing to flex on? What am I willing to flex on? Fly those boundaries and standards early and often. Then it just comes to be a reminder around the holidays. If you need a break, take it, go for a walk and focus on your stuffing and really, really look up good descriptive words for food. <laughs> And that's what I would recommend is just have a little note card of like, yes, I see a cheat sheet, right? This is so, um, it's just brined very well. It's so moist. No, we don't like that word. Okay. <laughs> divine. This seems to be okay. Good. Right. There we go. Yeah. I love it. Yes. I'm going to go get my stuffing cheat sheet now. <laughs> put it on a little index card. Is there rose list all the spices? That's what I'm going to also tell you to do. Get a list of, I'm talking every spice. <laughs> And then just mention it, right? Is it rosemary? It's cumin. Nope. Mm. Turmeric? No. Just list them off. You will completely derail any toxic conversation. You're welcome. I always think a great debate is, is this rosemary or thyme? And who can tell the difference? Always a fun You know what? There. Discussion. That's going to be a fun holiday. <laughs> Your family's off fighting in the distance about whatever political or religious thing. So um, everybody, if we can just circle around, it's time to play rosemary or thyme. <laughs> Yes. I love it. There you yes. go. Wonderful tips and tricks for this holiday season, 2021. Um, if you have some feedback, or again, we were kind of mentioning earlier in the show, maybe we'll hear um, everyone's experiences of the holidays with some more questions that have come up. Shoot us those. Uh, you can do them by, via email, Ryan and Talia at the couples guide podcast.com. You and can also you can message me on Instagram um, at Talia Bombola. 
You can message us on the couples guide one, but TBH, I'm not really on there a lot. <laughs> I'm on my personal, my professional one of me more. Um, and I do Q and A's regularly. So if you generally have questions about relationships, dating, anything like that, I do one about once a week. And if there's a bigger one that I think would be worthy, like of an episode, or if I can't condense it into 30 seconds or a minute on Instagram, I keep those as a list. And that's what Ryan and I use for our future episodes. So we care, we want to hear if we want to, we want to hear what you have to say. We want to answer the questions if we can. And if you want someone to work with, um, especially around the holidays or anything, let us know. I know I have a few slots left that have opened while people are traveling and I would love to be able to support you if you like my style, um, abrasive humor. And <laughs> if you like Ryan's loving touch, which he's very good at, then contact him. <laughs> That's sweet, sweet, loving touch. Thanks, Talia. He's very it's fair and compassionate. <laughs> I hope so. Thank you for saying so. You are. You yeah. are. You're the yin to my yang. When it, I think this is a good blend. Yes. You can also well. hire us to come to your holidays. It's a lot of money, but yes. I will be your fake spouse. Yes. Yes. There's the premium VIP service. Yes. Let us know. Can you imagine? Oh my God. <laughs> Actually, maybe, maybe it would be a discount because it'd be so fun to be a fly on the wall and someone else's. Oh, I wouldn't be a fly. I would sell it. I'd be like, yeah, uh, we met on Bumble. It was <laughs> the craziest thing. I'm actually a this. Oh yeah. I wouldn't have told yeah. my therapist though. Oh gosh. Oh gosh. I'd be yeah, like, I'm a medium. I'm actually a Wiccan. So I can like, your vibe is off. Is your, your third yeah. chakras out? That's why your aunt's being weird. The stuffing though. Amazing. And this is Rosemary. So great. Well, I'm excited to hear your, your long role play, <laughs> long form role play. And you oh, can yeah. report back next yeah. episode on the podcast, how that went from your VIP role play. I will. I'll let you know who hires me. <laughs> well, thanks everyone for listening. And I hope this was a nice primer for the holidays coming up. Take good care. We'll see you next time.